Hi everyone. I just want to give a little shout out that Business Barn Raising is now open for the year. This time around, we are really focusing on helping people who have been interested in incorporating hippotherapy into their practice get started. And the most important things to get started really are focusing on your practice location, getting all the systems in place that you are going to need to provide services. Those are things like insurance and contracts. And finally, finding the clients that you need to run your practice. And in Business Barn Raising, we cover all of these areas, both in lesson content format as well as supported coaching calls. So if you think this is something that might be helpful to you, be sure to reach out and get signed up. We will be starting in June. Hey everyone, welcome to a chilling, thrilling episode of Animals and Aquatics in OT. I'm your host, Gina, a mom, wife, Halloween enthusiast, private practice business owner, and OT coach. Get ready for a ghoulishly good time. Today we're diving into the world of therapy nightmares. You know, those spooky scenarios that haunt your dreams. But don't worry, we're going to keep it lighthearted. Picture this, my fellow ghouls and witches. It's a dark and stormy night, and you're going over your practice's financial records. But wait, there's something more sinister than a ghost lurking in the ledgers. A sneaky specter has been siphoning off funds, haunting your balance sheets with a phantom-like embezzlement. We'll explore the signs to watch out for and how to protect your practice from this financial fright. It can be heartbreaking and a challenging situation, Here are three signs to watch out for. Unexplained financial discrepancies. Sudden financial shortfalls. If you notice a significant and unexpected drop in your business funds or account, it could be a sign of embezzlement. Your financial records should be consistently tracked and any unexpected discrepancies should raise a red flag. A change in behavior or lifestyle of any of your employees Embezzlers often stop living a lifestyle that seems incongruent with their known income. They may suddenly acquire expensive items, take lavish vacations, or make extravagant purchases. This could indicate that they are using funds that are not theirs. Look for altered financial records. If you observe irregularities in your financial records, such as missing receipts, unexplained expenses, or discrepancies between bank statements and internal records, this may be a sign of fraudulent activity. It is essential to maintain vigilance over your finances and to regularly review financial records. If you suspect embezzlement, it's wise to seek legal advice and consider conducting a thorough financial audit to gather evidence. Remember that addressing the situation can be challenging, especially when it involves your business. It's crucial to protect your interest and seek a resolution. Now, let's dive into the second nightmare. Imagine you've provided top-notch aquatic therapy, but an insurance company decides to rain on your parade with a chargeback. Talk about a soggy situation. Let's discuss how to navigate insurance matters and keep your practice afloat. Dealing with an insurance chargeback can be a frustrating experience for a private practice owner. Here are three ways to look at this situation. First, 
carefully review the documentation related to the therapy session in question. Ensure that all necessary paperwork, such as treatment plans, progress notes, and billing records are in order and accurate. Look for any potential errors or discrepancies that might have triggered the chargeback. Next, reach out to the insurance company to understand the specific reason for the chargeback. It may be due to a coding error, missing information, or another issue. Clarify any questions or concerns they have and request detailed information about the chargeback. If you believe the chargeback is unjust, prepare a formal appeal letter. Clearly state your case, providing supporting documentation and any evidence that demonstrates the legitimacy of the services you provided. Be concise and professional in your appeal. After submitting the appeal, stay in regular contact with the insurance company to track the progress of your case. Be prepared to answer questions and provide additional information if necessary. Persistence can be key in resolving chargebacks. Ensure now that your therapy sessions are well documented, including detailed progress notes that justify the medical necessity of the services provided. Thorough and accurate documentation is crucial in preventing future chargebacks. Also, review your billing practices to make sure you are using the correct codes and billing procedures. Training your staff on accurate billing can help prevent coding errors that lead to chargebacks. Before providing therapy services, verify the patient's insurance coverage and eligibility. This can help you avoid providing services that may not be covered. Be sure to look for any noted exclusions, such as aquatic therapy. Remember that insurance chargebacks can be time-consuming, but with persistence and strong documentation, you can often resolve them successfully. Finally, we reach our third tale of woe. Your therapy session goes swimmingly, but after it ends, a young client takes a tumble and ends up with a broken leg. The insurance company is howling for blood. Now, we'll uncover the importance of safety and risk management in the realm of nature-based therapy. Ensuring safety, effective risk management, and having appropriate liability insurance are essential for private practice occupational therapists. Here are some recommendations. Prior to any therapy session, conduct a thorough evaluation of your client, assess their medical history, current conditions, and any potential risk factors, especially in the nature-based setting. This information can help tailor our therapy sessions and any safety measures we need to put in place. Maintain a safe therapy environment. Be sure to check the area that you're going to be providing services in. In nature-based therapy sessions, this can involve checking the outdoor areas to make sure that there aren't any tree branches, things that have blown down from the last time that you were there, checking the height of any water, if you're around any streams or flowing water, looking around to see if there are any potential dead trees around that might be a safety risk from falling, really looking around the environment to make sure that you've covered everything. Be sure that you've obtained informed consent from the client or their legal guardian. This document should outline the nature of our occupational therapy sessions, any potential risks, and expected outcomes. It's a crucial legal and ethical step in protecting your practice. Regularly assess and address risks associated with your practice. Develop a risk management plan that identifies potential liabilities, such as falls or other issues in the nature-based setting. Implement measures to mitigate any of these risks that we can. Stay updated on best practices and safety guidelines in your field. Attend workshops and training sessions to enhance your knowledge and skills. Establish clear emergency procedures and ensure that all staff members are trained to handle emergencies. Have first aid kits and necessary emergency equipment readily available and on-site in nature-based sessions. 
make sure that your cell phone has coverage to call for emergency help. With liability insurance, this is by no means comprehensive information about which insurance or what insurance you should carry. You should always check with your provider and an attorney to make sure that you have the correct liability insurance. But here are two common ones that you need to consider. Obtaining professional liability insurance, otherwise known as malpractice insurance, specific to occupational therapy. This insurance can protect you in case a client alleges malpractice, negligence, or inadequate care. Be sure that you've spoken with the insurance company to make sure that they cover your specific unique practice niche, such as aquatic therapy, nature-based therapy, or when you're incorporating hippotherapy or other animals into your occupational therapy sessions. General liability insurance covers accidents or injuries that might occur on your premises, such as a slip and fall. This insurance can also cover damage to property. Carefully evaluate the coverage limit and ensure that they align with the size and scope of your practice. Consult with an insurance agent who specializes in healthcare to make an informed decision. Be sure you read the fine print. Understand the terms and conditions of your insurance policy, including any exclusions or limitations. This clarity is crucial in case you need to make a claim and is especially important when you're working in a unique practice setting. Periodically review insurance policies to ensure that they are up-to-date and sufficient for your needs. As your practice grows or changes, your insurance requirements may evolve as well. Remember, while insurance is essential, it should complement your strong safety and risk management practices. The combination of these measures helps protect your clients, your practice, and your professional reputation as an occupational therapist. Listeners, it's your turn to chime in. Which of these nightmares sends shivers down your spine? Or do you have a therapy horror story of your own? Share your spookiest tales with us. As we wrap up this eerie episode, remember, in the world of therapy, it's crucial to carry the torch of careful risk management, maintain meticulous records, and ensure you have the right liability insurance to ward off these nightmares. Well, that's a wrap for today's Halloween special. Thanks for joining me on this haunted journey. Until next time. Keep it spooky and stay safe out there.